I heard you speak, I believe it was on Oprah Super Soul, but it was this idea of shining your light so others feel that they can too, and they can expand into that too as an example. And it seems so simple, but so much of like my childhood was like not shining because I just didn't want to make other people feel uncomfortable or less than. Can you unpack that that idea of why it's so important, especially for women during this time, to step into that power and light? This is this very serious feminist issue. We have, particularly over the last few years, really glorified victimhood and really glorified victimization. So there's almost this unconscious trend to give love to someone if they're a victim and to say, who the hell are you if you're not one? Damn. Wow. It puts you in a funny position because if people can see that you're weak, they'll put their arms around you. You stand up and say, actually, I'm great because your whole being says, because through the greater glory of God, I got something to say. (laughs) Slap you down, bitch. Who do you think you are? And we get that as much from other women as we get it from men. Let's not kid ourselves. A hundred percent. That's the truth. So that fear is, I will be less popular. Mm -hmm. I will not be loved. I will not be approved of. I've got to just have enough weakness going on so people won't hate me. Mm. But it's a real deal with the devil because... What if so? If you do show up in your full glory, there are going to be people who are going to not like you for it. And the two of you are a perfect example. If you're privileged, white, attractive, mm-hmm. blah, blah blah. Yep. Um, but it's really important, and I think one of the things that's happening with coronavirus is it's a great equalizer. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, uh, uh, we're not, you know, this, we have become way too much identified with specific categories of victimization in our culture over the last few years. We're all equally vulnerable now. And that's a good thing. Actually. Mm-hmm. So when you do stand up in what you think of as your, to the best of your ability and your strength and et cetera, there will be people who are threatened by that. But there will be other people who, until you do that, won't even want to know you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you attract to that level. It'd be interesting to look back through history too, like where if there can be certain situations that can attribute to that to us pulling women down when we are feeling like we are shining too much. Or <laughs> yeah, history is filled with it. First of all, yeah. start with position and burning women at the stake. Yeah. I mean, the women who were burned as witches, you know, the, the whole term witch came from, uh, it was a term that referred to women who were called the wise women. That's what the word witch meant. They were the women who were herbalists. They were the women who were healers. And most importantly, they were women who held rituals that kept aloft in Western consciousness a sense of divine partnership between humanity and the earth. Now, the early church wanted to destroy that pagan culture because it was ushering in a new dispensation, which was that instead of humanity being partnered with the earth, humanity, theoretically, according to them, was given to God had given the earth to humanity to use for humanity's purposes, which was the beginning of the environmental crisis right there. What those women represented in the pagan cultures were. were uncontrolled women were and and anytime a system 
uh, wants to seek control. It feels the subconscious or even conscious need to suppress an, uh, 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 the wild woman, to suppress a woman who owns her power, to suppress a woman who owns her own authority and her own authorship. And this is not only something that happened in the past, this is something happening as we speak in many societies around the world. And we know this, but we need to like really know it and own it and not allow ourselves to be distracted. What has happened today is that we no longer burn women at the, at the stake, but we have not yet routed out of our consciousness in the West a suspicion onto powerful women, a projection of suspicion. Who is she? What does she plan to do with that power? It used to be, oh, she's a witch, she's a witch, she's a witch, burn her. Today, it's she's a bitch, spurn her. And I, I went through an experience of that on my presidential campaign. I was just thinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I want to talk, you know, more about that experience and, and that situation specifically related to that. I mean, it was painful to watch, you know, you fall that happened to you. You know, it's like, okay, it was kind of to be expected because of the way in which we treat women in politics today. But what was your experience that and how did you nurture yourself during that time? Because I'm sure that felt like well, I think it's interesting because it's actually theoretically not okay to treat women that way anymore. So why me? Yeah. They, actually, they did not treat the other female candidates that way. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, when you say it's to be expected. But I, have, I, I to be honest, um, Martin Luther King said um, in the final analysis, it is the silence of our friends that is worse than the words of our enemies. I was very hurt at the absence of defense among many people, including female colleagues. Because given the community that you guys are in, if I'm crazy, you're crazy. Wow, 100%. So there was um, a silence from our community that was like, wow. Now, I also received a lot of financial donations and a lot of quiet support as well. But when all of that came down, she's anti-science, she's anti-medicine, she's dangerous, she's crazy, she's a grifter, all of which, even what they were saying about me, if it's true about me, it's true about you too. So anybody coming from any kind of a higher consciousness perspective, and I'm sure you go to the doctor. I mean, when you, uh, it, the whole thing is insane. Part of the feminist issue is sisterhood, which is not being quiet when they're doing it to you. Um, there's a woman named Danielle Laporte. Do you know Danielle yes. Laporte's work? So Danielle had gone through something um, where she had been skewered about something on on the internet and she'd made a mistake but she owned it she totally owned it so i didn't like the way people were coming down on her and i defended her and then they started in on me it was pretty rough but you know during my campaign she liked every instagram and i knew it was her own way of saying she was there for me i'm going to be there for her. i think that's it's all part of the deep the deep work that a lot of us are doing and asking and how do do we need to go and how superficial sometimes is our all this love support and compassion thing because if you see a sister being you know there were so many of my colleagues that i felt could have just done a video and saying look forget the politics part you might not support mary williamson mm-hmm. politically but like i've known her for 30 years and like she's a decent person 100 percent. yes all i needed that stuff went that's yes. see that's why it's like running would have to be a certain armor for me but just that personal stuff would it would just be that would really hurt. Yeah, I uh, it's I I knew it was going to be bad. Yeah. But what I 
Therefore, it's so weird to be hated for being someone that you're not. Oh, yeah, I know. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've never, you're yeah, like, that's it's, what's so it's weird is that maddening. the person you're, you're talking about is the person actually I've been saying, let's never be that. So, and then some people say, well, I'd say, well, name one time when I've ever said that or well, written that. And I'll say, well, it's on brand for you. And I'll say, you have no idea what my brand is. You've never read my books. You've never. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to uh, start playing any violins here, but you asked me what my experience was. And I think that um, there is a, it, it, there's a political media industrial complex. Oh, yes. And they think that they, it's, it's unbelievable elitism of, of whereas their worldview and their way of doing things got us into the ditch we're in. They had the audacity to say only they or someone that fits into their club is qualified to leave us out of lead us out of the ditch. You know, I think um, in terms of our community and the kind of people that we're all involved with, there has been over the last few, well, even from the beginning of this particular higher consciousness, modern spirituality thing, a chronic disengagement from politics. I know. I want yes. to talk about that next. Perfect. Well, never, I never understood it. It never worked for me because there's no religious or spiritual tradition anywhere that gives anybody a pass on addressing the suffering of other sentient beings. And also, not only that, but suffering, you cannot have a serious spiritual conversation that does not include suffering. That's the whole point. Before there was the resurrection, there was the crucifixion. Before there was the journey to the promised land, there was slavery in Egypt. Before, before Buddha started his journey to enlightenment, the whole thing began because he saw suffering and death and sickness for the first time. So this newfangled spirituality, which is really just this kind of neo-capitalist concoction, which leads a lot of people to be quiet at times, like I said earlier, be out of brand protection. Mm. We got to really look, you know, in, our, in any kind of growth, we have to look at our own shadows, right? And communities do too. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.